People's Patriot Project um, and Patriot Playtime. Um, every week we bring you a guest. Many times we bring you a new musician on this Sunday night fun time. We do share all the good news and sometimes the not so good things that are happening in our world um, at this time. I do want to say hello to um, Travis and Chris. And then we've got Tammy and Jeremy and Tim Newton is in the house. Um, welcome tonight, you guys. Um, I also want to mention Peggy and Bobby Kretzinger with Operation Texas Strong. Oh my gosh, I think they just did, uh, they just gave away RV number 122. So good job. Um, Operation Texas Strong. It is the 19th of March, 2023. Tonight we have an amazing guest to share with you. This is Jacob Tudor, and we are going to hear about his mission to help veterans transition into the civilian world. Before we get started with our guest, we do ask that you take off your hats. Stand if you can and cover your heart and join us for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag, to the flag of the United, States, United of America, States of America and to the Republic, and to the Republic for which it stands, stands one nation, one nation under, God, under God, indivisible, indivisible with liberty and justice, liberty and justice, for, and justice for all. For all. And an amen to that. And we're rolling. We're rolling. How's this last week gone for everybody? Productive. Productive? Yeah. Um, 
I want to know what people did for St. Patrick's Day. Hmm. I worked and I got pinched a lot because I forgot to wear green. <laughs> <laughs> you probably did that on purpose. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> My kids did the same when they realized that was the whole gimmick. I forgot to wear green. So, like, five little people pinching me for, you know, a solid oh, five yeah, minutes. That's, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Get her done. Get her done. What about you, Miss Eichmann? Yeah, well, I had some um, corned beef and uh, cabbage and Maybe I tried to make my own green beer once, but it is what it is. What did you do to make a green beer? Oh, just green food coloring in a light beer. How'd that work out? Um, it's good. It's good. Unless you... Did you make your tongue green? Uh, if you use a little too much, it makes your tongue <laughs> and everything that goes through the next day green. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've heard anyway. I don't know. I don't That's know what you heard? That. Yeah. I want to say it's been since college since I drank that much green beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, Tammy did a fish fry. And Timothy, he's, he's a guy from Missouri. They struggle with that, like typing and language and stuff. But I know he shot a music video uh, during St. Patty's Day. Him and the Tim Newton band. The whole crew was there. I saw some pictures of that. Uh, Miss Tammy, she did wear her green. And uh, I think I already mentioned she had already, she was also doing her fish fry at church. And I, uh, I, I started a monster that I, it just wouldn't. Mr. Adam Jones of Feed the Heroes Foundation out of Georgia would not let me let me be a wrestler. Let me go. He wanted to talk about making homemade brisket the entire time, and it was a good conversation. Though we learned a lot, him and I both. And um, I have, for the last I think three years, maybe four years, I have chosen to cure my own corned beef, and. Uh, I didn't get the, I didn't get the flavors I wanted this year. Everyone that tried it said it was great, it was good, it was grand. Uh, I just was expecting a little something more. Uh, there is an offshoot of corned beef, and I don't know if many people. I actually learned this from Matt Strand of Feed the Heroes Foundation. Uh, the first year we had him on the show, I thought I was this brilliant guy who had invented something new. And I took part of the corned beef that I had uh, cured, and I threw it on the smoker, and uh, I loved it. It was amazing. You know, Matt Matt Strand uh, had to share with me uh, that uh, that's actually that's pastrami, and uh, real pastrami. You just put cracked, you know, cracked pepper and uh, and the black pepper or cracked pepper and uh, coriander on the outside and um i do have to say that uh the pastrami was out of this world this year it was, it's the best i've ever made and it was it was crazy stuff so um that's that's what i did for st patty's uh no green beer for me 
I know that will be a shock for a lot of you, but uh, there is no alcoholic beverages of any kind. Um, still on my little journey of just trying to change up uh, some health things and, and get some things done. So that's what I did. We did have the chance a couple of years ago. Has anyone had the chance to uh, witness and watch the Chicago River be changed to green and uh, the festivities of uh, what they do in Chicago? No. Um, I did get the chance. I want to say it was like five years ago. It's been a chunk of time. Um, we had a teacher event in Chicago uh, National Teacher Event Leadership Summit. And uh, one of my posts yesterday was uh, of uh, one of the bagpipe teams that was right at our hotel and would march right through and playing. And uh, that was uh, one of the most amazing experiences for a holiday, like I think I've ever experienced. And then you step right outside the front door of the hotel and they have boats in the river coloring it green. And it's it's ridiculous cool. It's ridiculous cool. You never seen that, Jonathan? Uh-uh. Oh, we might have to see if we can pull that up here in a minute. It's it's the and the river is bright green until it rushes out into the it's crazy. It's it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Have you you've seen it, haven't you, Andrea? Yeah. Actually, and it was all on the news, I think, on Friday morning and yesterday morning, too. Um, sure. Watching it swirl through. And then uh, one of my kids told me the dye they use is, like, made from spinach. Mm, now I can't remember. Oh, I do a lot of research now. I'm looking it up. <laughs> yeah. I like spinach. Can you I like what it takes? Oh, I love spinach. Do you, what do you do with your spinach, Jonathan? Um, I've never actually cooked it. I've gotten it from a few places, though. I like the leafy spinach in place of lettuce, okay. typically, or in salads, things like that. I love to eat it as part of a salad. Um, smothered down and stuff like that? I don't know. I've only really eaten that once or twice, but it was good. Um, we always had it in our eggs. I don't know if that's a southern thing or not, but they cook it all together with scrambled eggs. I throw it in my eggs. I do a lot of spinach in my eggs. It's, eat it every single day in my eggs. So, did you find anything else? Out there it's a secret, secret recipe. Secret recipe. It's a very secret recipe that the Chicago... Journeyman Plumbers Local Union 130. It's a secret um, orange dye. It's a secret orange dye mm -hmm. that makes it green. It's like even magical. I know. It's like a lucky charm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I don't know. It's got to be a history piece because... The police and the fire department of Chicago play gigantic parts in the festivities of St. Patrick's Day. They're they're everywhere, and uh, that's uh, 
We'll have to. I'm gonna have to. Now I'm writing notes down to make sure that I look this stuff up. I think in a lot of the large cities, and I don't know if it's still the same, but huge numbers were um, of police were Irish, and all along the East Coast and the Northeast Coast especially. But I think it, the bigger cities in the spreading through to the Midwest were also huge numbers of Irish people. It's kind of a traditional role for families once they once they're in it. Their families tend to follow follow suit, so it happens. And then they celebrate it. There's, we have a new person, Eric Mello. I think you're not new. I think I've seen you around before. Good mm -hmm. to see you tonight, Eric. Um, give me a second here. I'm going to see if I can pull this up. Um, the presents or share function on... Um, StreamYard has changed, and so it gives me a little bit of, we'll call it anxiety, uh, sharing stuff. It may not sound great, so I apologize. Uh, but this is this is for the most part. This is for Jonathan's benefit. Um, oh, this wow. is what it looks like. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, these boats get in and follow them around to churn it all up so that the green spreads. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Oh, There's I see it. It's orange. 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 Andrea, it's orange. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> they probably change it orange to hide the green. It's crazy. Yeah, it's uh Wow. If if you if you have one of those things that's called a bucket list and you need to find something to do for St. Patrick's Day in, you have to find a way to get to Chicago. It is, and I'm sure, I, I have never even been to the St. Paul, uh, St. Patty's Day Parade. Um, I don't know that I've ever been to a St. Patty's Day Parade, but just the events around Chicago, all those people, it was lined up up and down the streets of people wearing green and just doing their, their thing in, in Chicago. And that was, that was it. That was it. I don't remember seeing like shooting, shooting uh, water cannons that shot uh, um, green stuff around, but uh, I think like they did it there. I think I got I'm there early sure the day I was there. I got there early and I was able to see the boats churning around behind them, but I didn't know that that's why. I guess it was already green sure. when I got there. That's uh, that's yeah. pretty cool. I think it's even more strange that they use an orange dye and turn it green. Yeah, secret. Oh, I, we're going to have to send out an investigator to see if we can find out <laughs> more details on this. So, well, I don't want to. I mean, that's all good stuff. Um, we oh, might as well do the news because that's what we do at this point. We don't want to put our guest off here because we want to get him in here and hear about his story and what he's doing. But what do we got rolling in the news right now? So uh, once again, uh, we're still in the month of March, and just want to keep a highlight on the fact that March is the month of the military caregiver. Uh, Americans recognize and honor military caregivers, their sacrifices, and their successes. Um, a few things that happened this past week. On March 12th, uh, Russian fighter jets dumped fuel on American drone over the Black Sea and then proceeded to 
I guess, allegedly clipped the propeller of the drone and it caused it to crash. And um, apparently there's regular intercepts from Russian aircraft that occur over the Black Sea, but this one was uh, noteworthy because it was extremely unsafe and unprofessional and a bit reckless, according to the, uh, to the experts. Were, March. Were the experts American? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Um, March 18th, which was yesterday, um, National Supreme Sacrifice Day honors those who have made tremendous sacrifices for the sake and the good of others. As well as, as well as those who sacrifice their lives every day for us. Uh, take the time to honor someone who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Visit with their families, support them, and the people in uniform who place their lives on the line on a daily basis. Um, visit, um, I know a lot of small towns and stuff, they have lo local memorials. Uh, I got one a couple of miles down the road. Uh, Heroes, Heroes Ballpark. It's got a little uh, soldier's memorial. Uh, visit a local memorial. Learn the names of your local heroes. Participate in events around your state. And support military and first responders. Use the hashtag Supreme Sacrifice Day to post on social media. Oh, I lost my place. <laughs> uh, next is... March 19th, um, which is today, is Operation Iraqi Freedom Day. Um, U.S. coalition forces initiated war on Iraq in 2003. I was, uh, I was there for that. An estimated 3.6 million veterans have served in the post-9-11 era, according to the VA. Um, nearly 4,500 U.S. military personnel were killed and another 32,000 wounded in the war in Iraq. Uh, this one's kind of personal for me. Uh, it's more local, but I think this woman deserves a little bit of uh, a little bit of time in the limelight. Uh, March is also Women's History Month, and I'd like to shout out Miss Frances Marie Parr. She's from a little town not too far from here uh, that I grew up in. She's from Houma, Louisiana. Uh, she served in the Women's Army Auxiliary Corps uh, in Morocco, North Africa, and Italy during World War II. Uh, she got out of the military in October 1945, returned home to Houma, where she uh, continued working as a teacher. Over her lifetime, she received several medals, including two commendations from generals uh, due to her exceptional work. On March 16th, she celebrated her 105th birthday. Um, that's awesome. Happy birthday, Miss Parr. And that's all I got for the news, y'all. Outstanding. No, and again, we're not, this show is not about conspiracy theories and this stuff and <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on right now, and I probably watched the wrong news channel. <laughs> it's just like, um, yeah, which way is which way are we gonna go today? It's is there a way to get rid of? Is there a way that we can our country can be more bipartisan? 
or are we just are we just stuck in this? He said, she said, forever now. Is this that is that where we're at? I would uh, I have I have debated myself over that many times. <laughs> is, is there a fix for it? I don't know. I don't know. It, it used to not be that way. So I guess we'd have to figure out what changed that that made it, you know, made it to where we can't just accept the disagreement and and, and let it be. I is this something that happens when you grow old and I just now it is like it hits you more in the face every single day or is it I don't know, man. I'm I'm struggling with it because I really do think we can find a place where we can all work together. Regardless, um, I am constantly having conversations uh, with people that may not have the same focus that I do and uh, have the same ideology that I do. Um, and I have just made a, a strong effort not to be offended by them. And I don't find that they get offended by me. And we can have real conversations. And I, I think we're so far removed from that when it comes to our media. Um, it just, and I, we always, we brag about keeping our messages positive. What, it, is that a terrible idea? I mean, I, I don't even know what to say on this subject matter other than the fact that how do we get back to where I don't have to listen to it every single day? Hmm. Any thoughts? No? Eventually, and I say eventually, I, I would hope that sense would win over. You know what I mean? It, maybe it's, I don't want to say this in a demeaning way towards anybody, right? But like my, my kid is, he's young. So, you know, you, you tell somebody young over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm sure I was the same way. And in hopes that one day it clicks and everything dad has said and mom has said for the last 10, 12 years of my life, now I understand it. And I think maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, that this is just a, a young generation going through growing pains. I agree with you, Mr. Daniels. Uh, the truth does lie in the paperwork, unfortunately. Um, and you know how that world works. And I, I just I appreciate you here every weekend and and your point of view. And I appreciate your posts. And I know some of the, the tough stuff you've been through. Uh, you actually have to have someone read that paperwork to be able to accommodate what that paperwork says, unfortunately. And I don't know. I just, it's, there's a lot of goofy things. The drone, this drone thing is, the balloons flying over America. The, who's right? Who's wrong? Where does it begin? Where does it begin? Apparently, there is... Uh, information that uh, ISIS-K, I didn't even know there was an ISIS-K out there, that they're on their way over. Um, that there's some news stuff coming out that there were more than four planes involved in the 9-11 attack. I want to tell you right now, we were briefed after 9-11 and knew that there were more than uh, four planes involved in that. But again, that never went anywhere either. Um, and again, I'm not trying to raise conspiracy theories here. We've got a president in theory is going to jail on Tuesday um, yeah, for doing the same thing other people. I, It's just ridiculous. And I, again, we're, we're not trying to sit here on a political scheme or aspect of this. We're just trying to, I don't want to 
I don't want to deal with it. And I, I want to live my life and I want to help people that need help. And I want to push forward and be positive and do that and and uh, not deal with all the other nonsense. But, you know, we've got banks that are going under who, in theory, are affiliated with the Chinese and and all that stuff. And I, you know what? That hinders, not the Chinese, not the banks, but that hinders what the People's Patriot Project trying to go get done because people are panicked. They're not giving what they should or could. Um, all the above and the helping and the support and all that, all this hinders, all this, all this distraction hinders people lightening the load, people um, focusing on what's best for them for that moment and trying to get to the next step. And so ironically enough, I think it's a great segue to get right back to Mr. Jacob Ryan Tab Tudor. I'll just call you Jacob Tudor. Um, and uh, and what he's doing. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Jacob. And I guess I've already said. Okay. Tell yeah. Us what I'm, you're I, my name is Jacob. Um, I'm a veteran. <laughs> uh, I help uh, other veterans adapt. Uh, I've recently found myself um, feeling like that I've transitioned, if you'll use quotations there, or adapted. I, I've run into people that didn't know I was a veteran. And so that kind of started me thinking that I made it i'm using quotations again because i would use these terms lightly um you're gonna have to say quotations because when it gets cut the podcast they won't be able to see your fingers okay okay so i'm using quotations here on on these then um i started looking back and to what i can do to help others that have you know um that are in in that um i actually i work for veterans Uh, i work at the va um i'm a purchasing agent at the va and i um purchase medical equipment and uh, so I see, I still see a bunch of veterans there, even, you know, the generations before me, the Vietnam era and stuff like that, that, that never adapted, that is never officially transitioned. You know, they still have a lot of issues. So I started thinking about what all I can do to help them. And so I've cut a path to where I feel like I've done the transitioning quotations again. And so I've just started developing a program that I believe will help others and mentoring them into also being able to do the same thing. That's pretty outstanding. Um, when did you when did you feel like you noticed that there was a problem? As in myself personally, like I wasn't um, transitioning. No, for you transitioning, then or noticing other veterans weren't transitioning. Um, are y'all part of uh, the dysfunctional veterans group that's out there? It's it's a pretty big veterans group right? yeah i, I, I love that group when, when i found that one after i got back it was like 2012 2013 something like that it was it was like a relief i was surrounded by people that got my humor you know they were funny you know it was it was just amazing i felt at home in that and then after i um i, I fast forward to today i started feeling like i didn't want to be labeled quotations dysfunctional um so somewhere in that trend. So when I've found these other people that I've interacted with, either at the VA or they found me um, in these groups and stuff like that, they would just start talking about their issues. And I was like, you know, are, are you still if you want to know what the next five years are going to be like, look at the past five years and see if you're doing anything different. So I'm like, what are y'all doing different? You know what I mean? So uh, all these people would just start complaining to me about these problems. I was like, what are you doing different? What can you change? And that's when I was noticing there was a lot of adapting. Because if I've asked questions before in these groups, and one of the biggest thing is civilians. 
It's like, what do you have the biggest issues with? And it comes down to civilians. So we're not, our mentality isn't transitioning or adapting back to the civilian mindset. I don't think, don't get me wrong. I don't think we'll ever fully be transitioned back because we're just completely changed after joining the military. But that was one of the most identifying factors that I found was civilians and being able to be in their presence again and not feel like you're surrounded by blue falcons. I think it's the most PG way I can say that. Oh, you don't have to be PG. You can let her rip here. Right <laughs> I prefer not to F one. Yeah, no, fair enough. I got one of these things. Ah, nice, nice. I got you. I got you. Like I say a potty word and then eight seconds later, and then it makes it all better. <laughs> I used to be all for it, you know, um, as far as the whole PG thing goes. But, you know, as I got kids and I've gone over, I, I've, tried, I've tried to develop. And this isn't judgment to anybody else. I, I've just tried to develop that self-discipline in myself because I want my kids to be better. Right. You were talking about earlier about all these issues. What can we know is right? You know, how do we get here? How can we be more of a group as a country? And it's like, you know, hard times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. And it's a cycle. So I can I can take what I have now and I can be better in it. What's in this chair is the only thing I can control. And then I have five souls in there that I'm in charge of, five kids that I can try to be better for. So that that's the way my mind started looking at it. So it, it was a small step for me, but it was cutting out the the potty words and stuff like that. And don't I am not perfect. I'll hit my, you know, thumb no. on a hammer and I didn't I, for I'll like until stuff, they all so. turned teenagers in my house, and then after they're teenagers, I went right back to it. It's, we needed to use a different vernacular. Right. Yeah. It sounds different when it comes out of a five year old's mouth, right? <laughs> <laughs> um I I love it. I mean with me and Andrea, Miss Eichmann, the A bomb, um, we're school teachers on top of being what we do with the People's Patriot Project and I, it's hard to convince people and let people know. It's it's not just like you go into another job and then um, so many of our soldiers, truth be had, uh, their cerebral cortex has not even been developed when they enter into the military. 100%. Yep. They, ha they haven't even most of them have never even lived away from their, their parents if they have parents, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um and then all of a sudden, you're launched into a place where you have to have extreme responsibility um, because there is a – and I'm not saying the military does it wrong. They're, they're, they have to get you to a place. They have oh, yeah. to – you have to function as a machine. If you're not functioning as a machine, the machine doesn't work, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, and so I understand the aspects of discipline. I, but here's the deal. None of them had to worry about rent, paying bills, because even when you're there, you don't have to do that. And then all of a sudden, they come back, and if they choose to transition, a lot of them are, you know, four years in and out with two years of reserve these days. And But then they're held accountable to an extreme that's a different extreme now. Uh, you have to be responsible on another level. 100%, yep. Um, and I love that there's, I mean, I wish the safety net was bigger. Um, mm -hmm. there are debriefings. You can sit in the classroom and listen to 
your your cadre tell you about well this is what you do when you get out but mm -hmm. the funny part is they're not even out they're still in so they don't even really know what to do when you're out and um you know it's it's a whole new lesson it's a brand new lesson and totally um, different mission yeah and and they don't they don't quite get it and i'm gonna there is a truth you know i had a, an amazing level of support in my life um, you know, I, I got out, went straight to college. And so, I mean, I could still be dumb for a while and do dumb kid mm -hmm. stuff for a while. Um, and I did that in college and got to change that around a little bit. Um, but the, there's so many more things that you have to think and you have to learn about. And I, I don't know about your guys' high schools. And I wish I could change a lot of this, but there is no... You may have an economics class, but there's no budgeting class. Mm -hmm. You may have a math class, but that, there ain't no, what do I need to do? Laundry soap? Oh, I didn't know you needed that, too. Can you use uh, dish detergent? To... I knew a kid in college that used Don dish soap to wash his hair, brush his teeth, and clean his clothes. And I wasn't even a military guy, but I knew <laughs> that wasn't right. I knew that wasn't right. But, um, no jarhead? Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds like a marine. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I just I wish the safety net was bigger. Um, and there are programs out there. There are. What ends up happening is, and you know what, you get these kids, both males and females, who are living on top of the world because you're military, and the rest of the world doesn't care. I mean, in the military, you understand the hierarchy because the captain walks in, you you got to stand up salute and say, yes, sir. In real life, that piece doesn't exist. Um, and you got people who think they got authority that's assumed all together. And that's a whole different, another monster altogether. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting conversation if you dig into it. And a lot of times we have the conversation about how, uh, first of all, not all veterans and all people that serve, not they're not all broken. And I want to make sure that we claim that all the time. Not sure. everyone's sure. broken. That we're dysfunctional. Not everyone's dysfunctional. Um, some people are just learning to adapt. And sometimes that adaptation has to come a little later because you spent 14 years in the military before you got into the real world. Now, the rules are a little different in the military, um, and there is that hierarchy of order. Um, there are people that get to tell you what to do, and you understand, but it's really easy to look at someone's uh, collar. Now it's usually in your breast area that uh, that rank is, for at least for the Army. Um, and, again, back to that's not in the real world. That's not in – so. You kind of get to do your thing until someone tells you not to do it, and then there's no rank, and then they try to figure it out. I there's a lot of unwritten lot rules of in the civilian world, especially in the civilian Absolutely. workplace. Absolutely, that you you don't know. I mean, you don't know. You've you've been in this environment and in this culture where everything is black and white. It is literally written down what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. Sometimes you can bend those rules, but then you go to there's the a policy world. for everything. Exactly. And then you go to the civilian world and then, you know, somebody shows up 10 minutes late and you're like, I can't wait to them to get chewed out. And 
they, it never happened or, you know, you know, things like that, or they go longer on their lunch or, you know, whatever you want to say it is that they will bend a rule. And, you know, the boss just turns the eye because he's just like, you know, whatever you, and you expect things to happen. So it's, it's really the closest thing I've found that it's a comparison to is a culture shock. It's really what you come into because you're going into a completely different environment that you never had opportunity, especially if you went straight from high school to the military and then you go into this more lax and then you find yourself despising, I think would be the word you use your coworkers because you know, they act almost 360. I mean, 180 compared to what you act and what you're used to people acting around you. Well, you just think they're a bunch of freaking idiots is what you think. 100. And that's, I, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of that for sure on a daily basis, and that's uh, I'm probably pretty sure they feel the same way about me, which <laughs> makes it a kumbaya moment for everybody. But uh, um, so what's the fix, brother? How do how do we fix this thing? <sighs> I feel, I feel like mm, it comes. You got a lot of problems that um, I feel one of them is the culture shock that you deal with, you know, and then some of it is, you know, family problems, uh, kids problems, your you know, just spouse problems, the mental, mental issues you have, you know, uh, you, you got depression, anxiety, you know, being on medications, going to the VA, the VA healthcare. A whole different ball game there. <laughs> we could probably have an hour podcast about you know. There's finding a different job. Your mission. Where do you want to transition from? There's just so much that encapsulates all that. I don't really feel like that you could, but that's why, in part, that I felt a mentorship would be more impactful because I can sit down with somebody. I can listen to them. Okay, I'm hearing what you're saying here right now. This week, you're feeling this depression. You're feeling this anxiety because you're dealing with these coworkers. And then you go home and you feel like your kids aren't listening as well. Okay, so let's tackle one at a time. What can you handle? The thing that is in your shoes right now that is the only thing that you're in control of. What can we do with that person to fix one of these problems? And then you tackle it bit by bit by bit. And that's why I have like, Six or seven different like little offers right now dealing with mental health while you adapt, uh, marriage and transitioning, networking during transitioning, you know, building up um, that support system. You said that you have an amazing support system. I have an amazing wife that has always supported me. And but now I have have my friends in the video game area. You know, I have people from church. I have all these people that, you know, care and a bunch of them are veterans. And, and that that's what helps me. Veterans understand veterans. And then you have uh, adapting and dealing with the VA and working with um, civilians. I call it working with Blue Falcons. But, you know, so it's, it, it encapsulates a lot. But you tackle each of those individual ones. And, you know, it's, you don't climb a ladder by jumping on the sixth rung to the twelfth rung. You, you climb it by climbing the first one and then the next one and then the next one. And then you work at it slowly. And you have somebody that is one-on-one. And then say, I get that person. And then I start this group. And then he gets somebody. Or then she gets somebody. And then you have this group of people that have expertly learned to transition and adapt that will continue to grow. It will just, you know, a snowball effect. And you're getting more of these people in. And then that's how much of a bigger impact you're having. You're looking at a quarter of a million people get out of the military, according to Google, uh, a year. We're talking a year. That is a lot of people. And if you even just say 10,000 of them are broken dysfunctional if you use quotations there those people can find this group and then help them in each of these individual issues in these areas that they're having what do you 
I mean, I'm just seeing – I mean, I'm trying not – there's no throwing under the bus here. There's just sure. a conversation if you don't She's have right the, with me. the answer. How, how many – how much of this pertains to uh, maybe mental health disorders? <sighs> uh, I've recently actually gone myself. Um, I, I went through PTSD for the majority of my life before joining the military and then after the military. I've dealt with depression, anxiety, all that good stuff, and I've recently gone – to get diagnosed for ADHD. So there's a lot can encapsulate that. A lot can go into that, but I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I'm not going to take responsibility for that. I know the VA can help. The VA has helped me. It did not do as much. And I think in part was that was because I didn't have a sounding board. I didn't have that veteran community there to be like, no, you're, you're being, you're, you're right. I, but are telling me, hey, your feelings are just hurt. You just need to listen to the doctor. Because that's what those guys are there for. You know, uh, and as far as medicine goes, me and Andrea talked about this the other day. I believe medicine is a temporary band-aid. It can help you through situations. But it's not a long-term fix for me. It, it, I've, I, I told her I, was, I woke up, I took 28 meds in the morning. I took 18 at lunch. And I took 13 before I went to bed. And I was not a functioning human being by any means. And that was probably one of the darkest places I found. I, I attempted suicide twice when I was on all these medications. So, um, but, you know, coming off that, I'm med free today. The only caffeine, I mean, caffeine's the only drug that enters my system <laughs> for five plus. I've been clean and sober for over five years now. So, I mean, it's just, but they are there. They have these experts. They do, um, you know, they, they're the ones that go to college for these things. So you need to go there. You need somebody to communicate with. And there's the ones going to help you in that department. But having that relationship, that bond, that mentorship that you can have, I believe, with me, that can also help guide you even with dealing with the VA is going to help. I, I, I'm not sure if that directly answered your question or not, but I can elaborate more if you need it's to. It's a conversation, brother. You're, you're good. Um, so do you feel, and I just, I'm, was your PTSD related to pre-service um, catalyst yes. or was it during certain set? And that's an important piece that we've been really trying and engaging these conversations mm -hmm. that everyone wants to come out and say, well, military caused my PTSD. And I'm like, uh, okay, that, that's plausible. I'm going to say, yes, sure. it could. Yeah. <laughs> but let's hear more. Let's hear more of the story. Uh, I agree with you. Yeah, uh, there's there's definitely some stuff in the past. Uh, to get a little real, I, I was molested as a child, and I grew up around the individual. I grew up in an environment that was – I was physically beaten as well a couple times. Uh, one time I had to leave school because they said they would have to call DCFS because I was covered in bruises from head to toe. So there was no way I went into the military, not already experienced trauma and PTSD. Um, I, I deployed in – 2010. Um, I enjoyed the mission aspect. I had a goal. I had a focus. It, it helped um, distract me from everything else in my life. Um, when I was over there, you know, I was diligent. I didn't drink. I didn't do all those other things. But it was, it was, you know, the job. I, I don't know how to, if you've ever deployed or you've ever been in the military, you know that that's your single focus and everybody else is focused on it too. So that helps. And I did experience some trauma over there, but it was related with um, the individuals I deployed with. It was I was I was in direct combat. Uh, we had some mortars fired at us, some random rounds, but I was never actually in direct combat, so it's not related to that. And then when I got out, 
It was like it was a house of cards and everything fell down. So it was uh, the military did not help me. <laughs> it, it did while I was in it, but afterwards, you know, there was a that the whole culture disappeared. And then, um, uh, you know, my, my past really kind of caught up with me. I want to, first of all, because um, we never know where the direction of these conversations go. First of all, I want to thank you for 100%, and we'll thank you at the end of the show too, but just your your candidness and the fact that you have dealt with some things and you're, you're willing to share that. And mm. um, I just, I, I want to share, I appreciate you. And, and thank you. Thank you. And mm-hmm. thank you for, uh, I, I guess I'm, and I'm putting words in your mouth at this point. Um, you can, you can um, re- redact it if you'd like. <laughs> um, I, you've experienced something in life and you realize that others plausibly are dealing with the same things in life. And you decided to be part of something that was bigger than you. And, I'm sure, because I and I openly say this during our shows all the time. I, I do this. I do the People's Patriot Project because I'm a selfish sob. I I love it. I am having a blast, but I'm having a blast helping other people. Right. Um, do I hit some dark times? Yeah, we have we have people that want to take away what we're trying to get done, and that's that's when I realized what we were doing was. 100% oh, yeah. doing the right thing because where you're going, people yeah. want to tear it down. If you're not hitting resistance, are you really doing anything? <laughs> people people leave a big old dog church in the middle of the yard for you know weeks and they won't do a thing with it. But you put something nice out there, they'll vandalize it, they'll tear it down, they'll throw right, you know, they'll, they'll tear it down. Um, oh, yeah. and I love it, and so I, I mean. I, I'm also getting very excited because I, I see that there could plausibly be some some opportunities for us working with you and vice versa and mm-hmm. uh, and drawing something bigger, better, badder, and uh, it just excites me. Um, did we ever? And I don't think we did a great job uh, prepping today's show, and I'll take blame for that, uh, kind of where I've been this week. Uh, did we ever come up with a plan for music today? No? ABC. You know I'm just going to go straight to the board, and I'm just going to pull up the one that I know we need to hear right now. Um, depending upon how long it takes me to actually find said uh, song. But... Um, I think we all need to hear this. This is Stephen John. Life is good. I've got 40 hours of paycheck, a pocket of these jeans. Got these Jensen's cranking George Strait circa 1993. Got the wind. Down in my arm, laid up on the back of this bench seat. I'm headed toward the drive, the sweet little Cajun queen. Life is good, got that sun shining down on me. Life is good, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Got my troubles in the rear view, Corona in the igloo, nothing's gonna 
the shoulder Baby, can I have this dance? Truck doors open, she moves closer Persuade to die a happy man Her head on my chest, my hand on her hips Honeysuckle floating on the breeze Hope these cars flying by don't pay us no mind Cause I don't ever want to leave Life is good Got that sun shining down on me is good and um, um, the thing that occurs to me or occurred to me is through the process of transition it's the same thing as we do with the People's Patriot Project called something that we do um, it's called lighten the load and sometimes A, they just need to talk through what they're going through the minute, the moment, the, the season um, and what is the next piece. What do I need to do to get over this hump? And um, I just like, tell me some of the strategies you use to help people get through that stuff. Jacob. Um, uh, let's, let's take um, structure, lack of structure. So you can talk to some people and there's like, you know, I can't seem to get on the, the right schedule. I'm late for appointments, you know, which is kind of unheard of in the military environment, but you know, you, you get what I mean. And so I, I try to take them through a building their own structure. Um, for me, you know, I'm still that early guy. I like to wake up 4.30 in the morning, hit a workout, um, eat, and start work and just hit it as fast as I can. And then I go to a 9 to 5 where I work there for eight hours. And then I come home and then I'll work some more and then I'll spend family time. You know, mine is is different, but I try to take people through that Um there's a lot of research that goes into um, the structure of your daily life and your mindset. 
And so I try to establish that of just, you know, making sure you just brush your teeth first thing in the morning or uh, have breakfast, whether it's oatmeal because you don't like to cook or, you know, actually cooking and then doing working out. I use quotations here. You don't have to be a meathead or go to the gym. You can go walk for 15 minutes. You know, those kind of things have uh, have a lot of benefits to our mental health and they can show that if we start our day off right, then the rest of it will follow in suit and we'll be motivated to do the rest as well. And then so try to like plan out meals and try to plan out your day. I don't try to go, you know, try to um, people that are already stressed out. You don't want to tell them to cut out everything or to put a lot of clamps on their life, but to build and encourage them to build a structure. Um, that would be uh, one issue. And as far as like uh, dealing with spouse problems, you know, opening up communications, anybody you talk to is going to tell you that one of the biggest thing you can do in your marriage or whatever you're in is, uh, I know some people don't get married nowadays. They just in a long-term relationship, communication is the number one thing. And one of the things that we fail to do is uh, especially uh, men, I'm speaking for men here. Uh, we tend to shut down and it's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about, John. Yeah. So um, I have learned in my marriage, um, I tell my wife, I, I can't talk right now. That's just it. That's communicating to her. And that tells her that, okay, he's having an issue with something right now. I need to just back off. And, and you would be amazed at how, how much that will solve fighting. Because if you don't communicate, how much do we start assuming? You know what I mean? So it's just going over and over in your head. So that's one of the, the biggest things in just about any relationship you're ever going to have is helping or communicating even when you don't want to communicate and making sure they know, okay, he can't communicate right now, So, but he's going to in the future or whatever it is. So there's multiple different steps. You know, I think those are the two biggest ones I keep seeing all the time is dealing with spouse, kids, um, civilians at work, and a lack of structure, you know. Uh, people drinking too much, staying up too late, you know, things like that. If you can work on and not even doing it consistently, but de developing that structure in your life, it will help you take that first rung onto the second one. It's, it's also amazing because a lot of our young soldiers come out of the, the world of the military and, um, the military doesn't necessarily, they, they do the nine to five, not necessarily nine to five, but it's, mm -hmm. we'll say five to five. Uh, you do what you need to do there. But once they let those young bucks uh, up into their little dorm rooms, uh, it's, it's a free for all. And yep. uh, I, I just recently experienced that with a young man in my life. And COVID was an absolutely astronomical, it, just a shipwreck for the military, as far as I'm concerned, uh, because those guys had an immense amount of time on their own hands that they weren't held accountable for. Yeah, okay. And I would, I would like, otherwise, I would like to find out uh, from the local uh, base liquor stores. If uh, <laughs> I'll went up, over. I know it did. <laughs> I know it did, and it's not because it was a problem. It was because they had time. Nope, and uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not a fan of the stories I heard during them. What they get? Lots of video game playing. Mm -hmm. and a lot of drinking happened during that time. And now, 
they get to come back to the real world and that's not what you get to do from nine to five uh-huh. because rent has to be paid. Wait, I didn't have to pay rent when I was in the military. Uh-huh. Um, laundry needs to be done. No, you, you still have to do the laundry in the military, but at the same time <laughs> in your, your battle dress uniforms and or your workday uniforms, uh, you want to take care of your stuff now. And it's just crazy. Um, and then everyone has heard, I hope everyone's heard. If not, I don't want to take time to do it now, but uh, maybe we should showcase it another time. I am absolutely in love with Admiral William H. McRaven's speech on Make Your Bed. And if you haven't uh-huh. heard his speech, uh, he was his Navy okay. SEAL Admiral. Um, it's just a very moving and probably one of the, it's not because it's military. It's just the fact that his words are right and righteous. Um, and he puts them into place. It's If there's one thing you come to at the end of the day, you know you come back to a made bed if that's the first mm-hmm. thing you've done every day. And that inspired really, some of my stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. Um, so very exciting stuff. Oh, my gosh. Our hour is going to hang around a little longer, Jacob. Yeah, yeah. See how quick that goes? It does, man. It's this is why we have so much fun. It's, <laughs> it's not always so much fun putting it together, but it's uh, it is. It's fun, fun talking about and it I with say other that. people as well, you know. Yeah. Um, how many podcasts have you had a chance to be on? This is the first one. First, I never actually, yeah. it honestly, never occurred to me. I, I didn't think, you know, I was just playing the social media game, trying to build up people, try to be in the groups and stuff like yeah. that. And you presented me with that, and I was like, hmm, that's an interesting idea. You know, I like that. That would give me an opportunity to communicate about it more, you know, and actually a little bit more face-to-face instead of just typing somebody in Messenger. Uh, I'm very honored to be here. Well, we love having you. And I, I like I said, I think there's uh, – if you're open to some ideas, I think there's some uh, – I think our, our road that is very narrow right now gets to go – really wide here in a minute if we if we pay attention we watch it um, we've got a lot of amazing support out there listening jeremy daniels good to have you here we've talked to you a couple of times uh tammy schroeder's here um i saw that uh chris chris from uh out east was with us firefighter chris Geraldine arnold uh andrew already mentioned eric mello good to have you here brother um, and I don't mean to leave any Tammy Schroeder here, Tim Newton, all these people just want to make sure. And then there's some, a lot of people don't ever comment while they're here and we appreciate you. Um, you're always welcome to be part of the content and part of the, the storyline and what we're doing and building and growing. And, uh, what is next for Jacob Tudor? Uh, just keep keep going, you know. I'm trying to build that community, like I said. You know, I, I, I want to reach as many people as I can. I really feel like I got something here that can take and grow, and you know, maybe to change into more specialized into helping people just develop structure after they get out or whatever it will be. I, I'm open to ideas, you know. I, I just want to continue to grow to where I can grow that community to help other veterans. I want to find people that are like me or where I was 10 years ago. And then make it to where, you know, they didn't reach it to the end of the rope. And, you know, so I can help them. And then other people can help them as well. 
Do you think that the inability to transition, and we're using the word transition, uh, is there, first of all, is there another word for transition? I've gone back and forth between transition and adapting. I've, I've used adapting more lately because people think when they think they hear transition, they think of just when they're getting out. And that's not it. I've met people who've been out for 20 years and they haven't transitioned. They haven't flipped a switch, right? Yeah. yeah. So I started using <laughs> adapting, but it's easier to get in that, especially when I'm talking with other veterans about transitioning to use that terminology. Do you think the inability to make that transition may affect the decision making of whether people are with us today and tomorrow? Yes, I think that's a large part of it. You you feel alone. That's uh, I'm, I feel like the main reason I want to attack that is because a lot of other problems cascade from it. Because you, you start isolating yourself in your civilian job because you can't connect with them. You start isolating yourself from your home because you can't connect with them. You go to the VA to get help, and sometimes you get help, and sometimes you just get more meds. You don't have a network. You don't have a community. You get little bursts of that from the veterans you know around you, and then you develop anxiety, or maybe you already have it, and depression, and all these things start stacking on top of each other, and that's what happens. You start isolating. When you start isolating, you're on a dangerous road. Well, and that isolation is not necessarily a physical isolation. It, it might be For an sure. emotional and or in-between-years isolation where you think you're the only one dealing mm -hmm. with this crap because truth of the matter, you don't have a formation at the start of the day and a formation yep. at the end of the day, and uh, you don't know who's there to listen. And that is a great transition into, pardon the, the word transition, <laughs> Everyone's got one of these bad boys in their possession close to mm -hmm. or real close, unless your kids run around with it. But that's <laughs> um, grab it. This is the time because, as Jacob says, man, it's all it may take is knowing that someone is in your corner. And if we ask you to do it by the six pack, we were doing this uh, for the whole month of February, January, we started. Uh, where we were calling it the VP3 wave, and we're, each one of us are a drop in the bucket, but when we're all together, we are an ocean that can affect our brothers and sisters who might feel that they're isolated. No one gets to determine and sets a schedule to, hey, I feel like I'm going to be isolated today. That's not how mm -hmm. it works. Um, so there's a moment where just reach out. It's that simple. Um, uh, it takes six seconds to say, hey, just thinking about you today. That's all. Hey. You know what? They don't even have to be military. They could be yep. anybody in your life, anyone in your contact. Um, that is our goal, is to make sure we have more people in our lives. I mean, not more, but the same people that are in our lives today are still in our lives tomorrow. And that's, call that selfish. Again, back to the old damn selfishness, it's, it's not hard. Um, there is so much to miss out on, and here's the deal. I don't want to miss you guys. I, I'd like to know that you're in my life and that, you know, we, we lose brothers and sisters and friends and family for, um, for reasons that, uh, you know, we have no control over. Uh, there, this is some of the pieces we do have control. over. That's what uh, Mr. Tudor was talking about before to deal with and handle with what you're in direct control of. We're not in direct control of whether they make the decision or not. And, uh, and that's fine. That's great. And that's dandy. But, uh, 
um, you might be in direct control of whether they do. And again, we don't have to shoulder that. That's not your job to shoulder it. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, if you can take a moment just to reach out to your brothers and sisters uh, and just say, hey, just thinking about you, just wanted to know. Um, one of the hard pieces are if you've got one of those relationships that you burned that bridge because uh, you chose to or, or they chose to, uh, I challenge you to build that bridge and, and reach out again. I've got one in my life that I will live with for eternity that I will remember forever because I didn't do the reach out. I felt the, the, I felt the relationship was pretty much over. And then oddly enough, his mom asked me to speak at his funeral. And that was a little bit of karma for me. And, uh, I need to, I need to, I, I will address those pieces. Um, at the same time, I don't know, and I, I, this is just kind of dealing with some of the things that uh, we deal with as an organization. Um, I don't know if you if you burn the bridge maliciously. I don't. You probably won't hear. There, I'm just going to be. That's my truth. Um, I got better things to do. I got more people in my network to worry about, and I, I probably won't hear about that. I know that sounds harsh, but um, find your people. Take care of your people. Know where your people are at. That's that. Um, I don't necessarily feel like we're ready to shut the show down right now. I'd like to roll out another song at least. And uh, um, Do we need to do closing comments? You guys feel ready for closing comments? Oh, I'm fired up. I got a bunch of them. <laughs> I've been biting oh, my tongue for a minute. <laughs> Oh, um, let's give Jacob a, sh- a real quick shot here. Let's, uh, is there not closing comment, Jacob? Is there uh, anything you want to share about your mission other than that we haven't touched on and anything that you feel is important for us to, to know about you and what you're doing? Um, there's an analogy. I can't remember all of it. Uh, I, I read it a while back at a VA and it was about a veteran being in a hole. We're just talking about isolations and we kind of end up, you know, it is several steps from there, not being able to adapt you um, family problems, kid problems, work problems. And you just end up digging, and digging and digging and digging until you found yourself down there and you feel that you're all alone. It's your at the end of your rope. And then somebody jumps down beside you and starts digging a way out. And they say, I've been here before. I know the way out. Just follow me. That's what I'm trying to do. And I think that would be the best analogy where we are, where we're trying to do. We have a responsibility as humans, as men and women, that if we've gone through something, if we look back and we see somebody struggling, we need to reach down and pull them up. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to create a community that will do that. What I like most about that analogy is that you know you, you're talking about the, the the veteran that walked by and seen him mm-hmm. and he you said that he he jumped in yes he didn't Me just first. stand over there and shout mm-hmm. out instructions right oh this is what you got to do i didn't give him a like on facebook <laughs> yeah. i uh I, I like that a lot man it's weird during that conversation, I 
had like 34 text messages of people reaching out and that's i can't get through them all fast enough and i appreciate all and every single one of you um that makes me feel good i'm just gonna be honest um we lost a brother in uh it's been a couple weeks but they had another memorial for him and cody this last week and they were just reaching out now and it's just i appreciate all of you thank you everybody uh, and then uh, apparently some technical things that we got to deal with on ours. <laughs> They're always it. there, brother. They're always there. Yeah, I love it. It's it's all fun. Um, Andrew, you got anything in closing? You want to share? I know what you want to share. Unmute. You're muted. Yep. There we go. I'm muted. Um, I just threw up the link for the Dallas event. We have um, we have five as of now, but we have a couple sixth persons and and or bands um, out there. Um, so the five acts that are listed here, we'll be at the Sound at Cypress Waters. That's in Koppel, which is just a little north of uh, DFW Airport. So um, that is May twenty seventh. And it runs from two in the afternoon till ten in the afternoon or evening. Excuse me, ten in the evening. I mean, it's like afternoon. You're in Texas. It's probably still sunny out. Um, so we're looking forward to a day of uh, really just some collaboration, some coordination, some um, camaraderie, getting together and meeting others and sharing. I, I really over music, food, and drink. <laughs> Um, a, a day of just wellness, really. So um, we've got we've got Chad Hutto. He is a comedian, and he'll also be our MC. He's a veteran. We've got so these last three, the George Julie Band, they'll play, and then Tammy Joe and Holly Ann used George's band to to back them up. So um, those three kind of go together. We've got Old Eighty One Band, which uh, they refer to themselves as, I don't know if I can say this after last week's show, but as red dirt music, um, <laughs> not really country, not really rock, but then there's some people who kind of made fun of this red dirt stuff, but we'll leave it at that. <laughs> we love the red dirt music, the old 81 band. Um, check them out, you guys. They're on, um, I find them on YouTube all the time, Spotify. Um, of course, you can come to our webpage, our YouTube page and our Facebook pages and find them as well. Um, it's no secret. We're just waiting on a couple of responses for who the other band will be. Um, it's going to be pretty exciting. So May 27th. Um, I, I want to do a huge shout out. Um, some of this didn't go down the way that I wanted it to go down. And it is, these acts are amazing, amazing people. And uh, they wanted to create this event to be a fundraiser for the People's Patriot Project and greatly appreciated. I always want to pay our bands. I always want to pay the people that are involved uh, because people got to feed their families. Um, I constantly have the conversation on our show. We have to be ready so we don't have to get ready. Um, and we are in that phase of constantly trying to be ready. And uh it is what it is, and we will continue to do what we can with what we have. That is our constant promise and our commitment to being uh, at the helm of what we're doing. Um, 
we don't take it lightly. We take it very seriously. Um, and if any of you have time, talent, and treasure to, to give uh, forward, we call it Patriot Forward, pay it forward, Patriot Forward. Uh, we call it Patriot Forward. Um, we have people in need. They reach out to us regularly. Um, uh, I was challenged, probably not to the extreme that I took it today on one of the posts. You know, um, their claim was our, our website is not clear on what we do. Um, we do everything. We've given away cars. We've given away literally homes uh, recently. Uh, we made sure a, a veteran had a roof over his head. Um, we create experiences. Um, that is where you find that camaraderie ship. That is where you find that place where if you're struggling, you want to know where a bunch of veterans and first responders are that have been through the same stuff. Come to one of our events. Come hang out. Uh, we always have good food, good laugh. Uh, usually a, a good cocktail is mixed in there now and then, and but definitely have good music. And um, you heard Stephen John earlier, Marine Brother. Uh, we've got 90 of them across the country, and we've got six showing up for this event. Um, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to those who have committed to be part of this event. And... Um, Thanks for taking care of us. Um, and I, then I always love one of our regulars, Jeremy Daniels, lead me, follow me. Option three normally involves the statement, okay, with a smile. Uh, Jeremy has uh, been through faces of adversity, and uh, he comes and he hangs out with us every weekend, and we really appreciate him as who he is. Uh, we did come up with uh, lead me, follow me option, we P3. Uh, we believe in uh, moving forward and taking care of our brothers and sisters uh, every day. Um, and we don't want to let leave anyone behind. Uh, they didn't leave you behind, so you can lay. I love, I say love a lot. I don't know why. Everyone gets a chance to lay their big fat heads on the pillows of freedom daily. That's one of my favorite statements um, because we do. Um, Jalen Arnold, taking care of personal spiritual needs is good for mental health, brothers and sisters. Amen. Um, I just come check us out, man. Uh, tomorrow we'll do our debrief and then we'll be back here again next week with your, we got your six at six Patriot playtime. Miss Eichmann, are you ready to roll with that? We know who we have next week. Yeah, next week we have got Jason Johnson with, um, I got to say it right though. Hold on. It's, hold on. Hold on. Um, no, Jason, what? No, you're fine. And there you go. Me messed up again. Um, it is Project Canine Hero. Heroes, I believe. And then we've got Cody Howell coming with him. Coming back, Cody Howell. You won't, don't want to miss Cody. We just recently had a conversation with uh, some people to move into a next phase in our music world, and uh, they asked us we would have to tag. That we're going to get in trouble. We're going to get in trouble with this, but they're like, we tag one musician in your network that you would want to move this forward with, and it's impossible to pick one. It's impossible to pick one. But uh, – um, 
we're continuing to have those conversations. And Cody Howell was one of the many that we had brought up with. This guy is good, and he's got a great message. You know, that's goofy. I don't have a video for him, but I got a song because Jonathan been in my ear all weekend about a song that he wants to use in his next transition piece. So we're going to go ahead and play it. I thought you would appreciate that. Uh, you'll probably hear it a lot more coming up here soon uh, just because of what we're planning on doing with it. But this is Mr. Chris Turner, If You Drink. He was driving somewhere between Gallup and Winslow on an old stretch of Route 66. At the end of his rope. Looking for hope, but he found this old bar here instead. The neon was dusty, the door hinges rusty, on the window a handwritten sign. Swing the paps and the cores, and the two swinging doors faded words, but he read them just fine. If you cheat, hope it's death that you're cheating If you lie, lie with someone you love If you fight, do it for the right reason If you drink, then come drink one with us place was packed waitress waved him on back set him up on the last stool she said man I can tell you've been going through hell well we've all come out of there too and we live by our own golden rule if you cheat hope it's death that you cheat if you lie, lie with someone you love If you fight, do it for the right reasons If you drink, then come drink one with us All we can do is the best that we can we're all sinners, forgivers, and friends. If you cheat, hope it's death that you cheat. If you lie, lie with someone you love. If you fight, do it for the right reasons. If you drink, then come drink one with us. If you drink, then come drink one with us. Drink one with us.
That is Chris Turner, if you drink. And if you don't drink, come hang with us. You're still going to get to hear good music. You're still going to get to have that camaraderie. You're still going to be able to uh, just have a conversation, maybe uh, see what tomorrow brings, what you've been doing, where you're going, how you're doing it. It's all important stuff, man. It's all important stuff. Now we can get to our closing statements. Ms. Ackman, you got anything? No, I got just come see us tomorrow. And we're at 4.30 Central Time. And then come and see us next Sunday. We got your 6 at 6, 1800 Central Time. Gabriel, run. You're late to the party, dude. Sorry. <laughs> but it is good to see you, yo. 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 Do we know who the the Facebook user? The hey crew? Mm -mm. I do not know. I don't have that one. I do not know. Always on time. Always on time for you, dude. <laughs> it's hard to be late to the party when the party comes with you. Ain't ever right. <laughs> right. True. Yeah. True. True. There you go. Um. Jacob, you got anything in closing? No, I don't think I have much. If you need help, reach out. Thanks for yeah. having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So once we roll that, credits and everything, once we roll, hang hang out for a little bit if you got time. I know you got little ones that you need to take care of and such, but uh, they're still My really house is still standing, so I should be able to hang out for a little bit. I love it. Mr. Crochet, anything in closing, brother? Um, first of all, Jacob, uh, a lot of the things that you said tonight have personally resonated with me um, in my recent journeys. But uh, I've narrowed it down very grudgingly to one thing that I'd like to talk about. <laughs> uh -huh. um, you said communicate with significant other was a, a key uh -huh. And and I do agree with that, and it's taken me um, been married for ten years, so it's taken me almost ten years to uh, get to this point. But I recently discovered that you can communicate to your significant other. Um, like you said, sometimes you just have to say, "Hey, I need I need some space," and that and that works, right? But being able to communicate to them the reason for the space, because when you just say, I need space, it, it leads to, you need space from what, you know, you need space. What, what am I doing wrong? Right. Uh -huh. So you got to be able to communicate past the point of, I need space to let them know that you're not the issue. It's, you know, I need, I need space for my head. I love you. I'll be right back. Just give me some time. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was, I just, it was tough for me to learn. It was tough for me to get to that point where I was capable of, of, of doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's made things so much better since then. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I, I was, that was like the first step, you know, being able to, people don't realize you can communicate by not communicating is that's what I was trying to say. So I've got 15 years now, this October in, in this marriage and we have been through hell and 
I finally got to the point to where I realized I could communicate. I can't communicate right now. I can't, it's not going to come out right. I'm going to be over aggressive or I'm going to shut down, you know, whatever it is. And then you, you are right. After a while, it, it sometimes it depends on varying degrees, but she knows that I'll come back or she'll need to bring it back up. Hey, what was going on? Do you need to talk? You know, something like that. And there's even been a few rare cases where I'm like, I don't feel like I can communicate this. I did communicate it. I'll work past it. I'll give her the gist of it, but I won't go into deep detail. So, you know, there's different levels to all of it, but yeah. I just, I, I appreciate a lot of the things that you, you spoke about tonight. And I think uh, I'm excited to see where this ongoing conversation leads. Awesome, man. Glad to hear it. And, and to, to another thing, I have gotten to where I am now that I don't have to say that a lot. I know she knows where I'm coming from. She knows a lot of the issues. I've communicated issues with her, right? So I can be like, this is hard. I'm, I'm angry about this or I'm upset about this. And then she'll just take that. And she knows it, you know, she knows the gist of it. You be PTSD, whatever it is, the depression, anxiety, whatever it is. She knows the gist of that. So and what I'm trying to say is the next step is you move a little bit closer to not having to say I can't communicate. And that's beautiful now. Where I am right now, that's that's just a miraculous thing. I know that I can say that to her and she'll know. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that's uh, what we got. Please come check us out tomorrow at uh, at 4.30 Central Standard Time. We'll have our weekly debrief. We'll share more about Jacob. Um, we'll share more about some of our other artists and people that are involved in our mission. Uh, and we will tell you all the pieces of the project that you're working on and how we're engaged. And uh, if you need anything from us, always reach out uh, at our Facebook pages. Oh, I, I was trying to figure out what uh, Facebook page that was up there. I was, and I remember the email address. So that's, that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> the King Tut. Like, hey, we've been hacked. No, we're good. That's, uh, that's uh, Jacob's uh, Facebook page and where you can reach out to him if you have questions, concerns, or just need to have a conversation. Sure. Outside of that, we'll see you next Sunday. We got your 6 and 6 Patriot Playtime. See you there and Patriot Pride. God bless, guys.